I got the chance to sit down with actor and singer Jesse Smollett. You might know him from his role as Jamal Lyon on the Fox hit series Empire. This talented artist recently released his album. It's called Some of My Music. I got to uh, pick up the phone, beep, boop, 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 dial up Jesse Smollett and have this conversation. Check it out. Broken hearted people are the first ones. Once they started, they can be the worst ones. Love is a weapon if you don't use it right. Now we're watching you conform my life. Hey, people, hey, people. You've been a performer, you've been an entertainer pretty much your entire life. I have to tell you, my grandma used to call you and your brothers and sisters the light skinned Jackson 5. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, grandma. But she was in love with each and every one of you. So people may expect you, because you've been doing this for so long, to take this kind of relaxed approach to performing that, and, and think that maybe it's effortless for you, that you never get nervous. Is that fair? Is that a fair assessment of you? No, my goodness. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's because I've done this so long that I may know what I want. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't change the fact that I still want it to be right. I still want it to be beautiful and you know it's like right before I get on stage I get freezing cold I mean like fingertips like this might be a health issue that I should get, <laughs> you should get the t- circulation but, checked but, out <laughs> but every single time before I get on stage my fingertips and my toes get really really freezing cold like frostbit cold mm-hmm. might just be in my mind but they really do physically get cold people can feel them and then right when I get on stage right when the, the music pops I get really hot and I'm like a melting glacier. Mm. I always say like people might look at me and be like, yo, Sue is like a drug addict or something. Like what's good with him? Shaking and sweating. And it's like, I'm weird. But it's, but it's, it's, I start sweating because I've been cold. So I still get nervous. I still get, you know, um, but then it's that moment where you get on stage and you start feeling like the audience member, and no, not on like some corny issue. Not like when, like we're all friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, genuinely, like we're just we're just cool, just kicking it, and you know, y'all are just chilling at my place, and I'm telling y'all some stories. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's the kind of the way that you, that I call myself and look at it. Now, another thing that would make me a bit nervous is because in 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 your music, your kind of bearing your soul these songs are kind of like little miniature therapy sessions can you talk to me about your writing and the themes that you've decided to explore and the the balance that you've had to maintain between this like really substantive lyrical content and music that bops and makes you want to listen to it repeatedly i'm a very reflective person i'm a a very like autobiographical not just songwriter but singer, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because most of the songs are written or co-written by me, but even the songs that I did not write, it's still autobiographical to me as a singer. Growing up, the, the singer-songwriters that I loved were the ones that would hit you with the one-two punch, right? Yeah. Where it was a bop, and it was a dope song, but somehow you were also listening to something that was worthwhile. That's the type of music that I've always wanted to make. So for me, it was just about telling the truth, just about being as honest as possible in everything that I do. So even in those moments where I'm talking about, 
my insecurities or, you know, my jealousy issues or whatever, just saying things that maybe we don't usually say, but we all think it, especially we as men, Mm -hmm. regardless of sexuality or age or anything. But we as men certainly are just kind of, I don't know, conditioned by society not to say and kind of, you know, it shows up in other things. Yeah. You know, but we're not conditioned to actually say these things because we're we're sissy, we're sucker, we're this, we're that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, if we just be honest, we could kill all this toxic masculinity that just troubles the world so deeply. Hey, people. I'm Jill Hopkins. You're listening to Vocalo. Joining me on the line, Jussie Smollett. When Marvin Gaye was trying to write music that uh, was talking about what was going on around him, he got some pushback from Barry Gordy, but you're the CEO of your own record label. You don't have to worry about that. Is that one of the reasons why it was really important for you to have full control over the music and the art that you get to put out in this way? Yeah, and to be honest with you, I did try to do the major label thing. And I met some incredible people along the way, but it just wasn't, I just, I don't do well with red tape when it concerns creation and when it concerns, you know, art. And it's fine for some people. I say more power to them. But for me, I don't do well with red tape and I don't do well with, I mean, I guess it's something I should work on my my patience. (laughs) (laughs) I, I have a problem with being told what piece of my art for the people that it was created for, they should hear. It just doesn't make that doesn't really connect with me. Mm -hmm. So it was just important to me to just do it myself. Mm -hmm. Just do it myself. How much of that uh, creative input are you afforded when you are working on a show or on a movie, on Empire specifically? You know, this is our first time speaking, but there's got to be a little of Jussie in Jamal. Oh, of course. Of course. You know, you have to realize that I've co-written or written a large portion of the songs on Empire um, over the last years. The only one, this last season, I didn't do anything because I just needed to kind of, I don't know, shave my juices. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the pilot was written before anybody knew my name. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, the characters were built in part by us, the actors, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and certain parts of our character, certain parts of our personalities were taken for the characters and influence of the characters for sure. So there's definitely a large piece of, you know, Jamal in me, or a large piece of me in Jamal. Like I say in every show, Jamal's my best friend. He pays my bills. <laughs> he, makes it, he, he makes it where, like, y'all get to hear what I can do a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It gives me a platform. It is so, this, this you know. perfect storm of opportunity, isn't it? You get to showcase your acting. You get to sing your ass off. You get to be one of the faces of black gay hood in mainstream media. Is this just is this just a wonderful, is this just such a blessing for you? Yeah, it is. I can't lie. I just think about if when I was younger, if I was able to turn on the channel and see Jamal Lyon, and I say that with all the humility in my heart, mm-hmm. but if I was able to turn on the TV and see a character like Jamal Lyon, whether it was played by me or any other of the brilliant actors that up for it you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying that character the way that it was written from the get is so powerful and it was so groundbreaking and I'm forever going to be able to like you know be proud of 
even the crazy stuff that I was like, oh, why did we do this? <laughs> you know, I'm forever going to be proud of the stuff that we've been able to do on Empire forever. I give you all of me, but it still ain't enough to make you happy. I give you everything, you still don't measure up. Feel like I walked 5,000 miles and didn't even come close. Like I try to make you smile, but you don't even care, no. I'm Jill Hopkins. You're listening to Vocalo. Joining me on the line from Empire and from his newest album, Some of My Music, Jesse Smollett. The way that Jamal is portrayed without any, uh, you know, of the usual tropes, without any of the stereotypes. He's just a, a, a guy stuck in some unfortunate predicaments because of, uh, you know, the business, because of his family, whatever. The, the fact that he's he's gay is not an afterthought, but... It's just folded into his character in a way that anybody else's just, you know, characteristic would be folded into their character. Is that important for you to to be able to represent just like, hey, this is like the third most interesting thing about me? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think as you get older, though, you start to be like, whatever anybody takes from it, you know, is it's like your life is like a piece of art. And you know, it doesn't, you don't spend a lot of time kind of debating what an artist doesn't spend time debating what their piece of art means. They just, it's their piece of art. Mm -hmm. So I think as you get older, you start to spend less time even concerned with what other people will think about your life or, you know, perceive you as. Mm -hmm. The only people that I genuinely care about are the people that need, that need to be represented. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The young people and even the older people that need to be represented and need to see somebody that perhaps is just going through ish as we all go through it and trying to figure it out. And this is just one of the extra things that he deals with yeah. that you might identify with. We don't preach about it. We just hold up a mirror to you and we're just like, yo, are you this person? Are you that person? Which person are you? How do you how does this reflect on you? And that, to me, is what art is. When your fans approach you in public, whether it be from the show or the music or both, uh, what is their their reaction? Someone like me approaching you on the street is probably going to have a different uh, a different thing that they want to talk to you about than, say, like a 25-year-old black gay young man who is finally being able to see someone like himself on television. Yeah. The difference in just what everybody says and what, how everybody reacts is, is, is definitely, you know different for each person but the one thing that is consistent is just love mm-hmm. like honestly it's and, and I think that that's the thing I think that from the character and then with people being able to hopefully get to know me outside of the character I think that what we all have seen is that the reason why somehow it's res- it has resonated with people especially this long going into season 5 mm-hmm. is that we've all regardless of race gender, sexuality, religion, culture, economic status, we've all, some more than others and some in different ways, obviously, but we've all felt at some time like the underdog. We've all felt misjudged, prejudged, people having these preconceived notions about us. They don't know a damn thing about us. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We've all felt that. And somehow that's the connection. That's the connection between us all is that at the end of the day, people 
want to feel understood by somebody and like their people want to feel like they're not the only human beings the only living creatures going through what they're going through you know what i'm saying yeah. like, that's why that's why people like reality tv that's why back in the day people like people like you know talk shows you see people's crazy and their crazy makes you feel better about yours and then you realize that you're not crazy at all you're just yeah. human yeah. Josie, I surely do appreciate you making the time for me today. I so appreciate you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to talk to you. What will the world remember you for? When love gets knocked down, it comes back for more. Hey, people, hey.